0: I'm Pastor Jonathan Steiner, and it is good to be back with you again here at Our Saviors in Spearfish. Uh, I serve a few different roles on Synod staff. I'm your Synod's Director for Evangelical Mission, which means I get to work with specialized ministries and when we start new churches. I am your Synod's Associate to the Bishop for Stewardship and Outreach, so I get to work with all about 200 congregations about how do we take care of the blessings God has given to us and how do we share the good news of Jesus with our neighbors. And I'm your Synod's West River representative, so while everyone else is over East River and Sioux Falls or that area, I'm right down the road in Rapid City, which is why I'm able to come to you on days like today as Pastor Stefan is celebrating the first week of his sabbatical, hopefully resting and doing well so that he can be filled up again for ministry in that work. So it's good to be with you today here in this work that we do together. Um, Some of you may have also, if you're paying attention to our Synod news, noticed that I am going to be transitioning out of this role at the end of the summer, Uh, and so that'll play in a little bit of what I'm speaking to today, but it has been good work. Uh, We do awesome, amazing things across South Dakota, and it has been a joy and a privilege to be your partner in this work, and I know God is going to continue to do amazing things through you and through the South Dakota Synod. Please join me with a word of prayer. Holy and living God, come and be among us this morning. Open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to your word, that we may witness to your love for us and for all creation. We pray this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. All right, what was the gospel about today? Uh, yeah, that's where I feel about John. John. And John's gospel in general, I think there is so much packed into any one of those sentences that Jesus says and prays, it probably deserves its own sermon. And so I'm going to kind of step away from the gospel today and encourage you in a Bible study, whether that's with the church here, with your family, somehow go and look at this text from John. And where it is, is Jesus has talked to the disciples. This is in the middle of about six chapters of Jesus saying farewell to them. It's the night of the Last Supper. Jesus has washed the feet of the disciples and he's basically saying goodbye. The work is done. And then he prays this prayer that we have in John 17. And it's wordy and it's complicated and it gets theologically dense about who Jesus is and what is the relationship to God the Father and all of that. And it's good to know, but it's not great preaching material for me. So I want to go to the Acts story. For us, it's good to remember that Acts and the Gospel of Luke are one connected story written by the same person. And so as Acts picks up here, it follows immediately at the end of the Gospel of Luke. And here, thank you for that wonderful explanation. It took so much of what I thought I needed to explain, and you did it for the kids and for everybody. That's really good because we heard that explanation. This is Jesus ascending to heaven. This is Jesus going to be in heaven until he returns. The work has been done that Jesus was sent to do. He died on the cross and lives again so that the world, that everybody, that creation itself might be redeemed and know of God's love for us. Sometimes in communion, as we are telling the story And remembering things in that dialogue, that Eucharistic prayer where we give thanks to God for who God is and what God has done, we say the mystery of our faith, Christ has died, past tense. Christ is risen right now, and Christ will come again in the future. And that's directly related to this story in Acts. And as Jesus goes up to heaven, There's a promise that he will return. That someday Jesus will come back and set the world exactly the way that God wants it to be. That everything that God has ever set into motion will be completed when Jesus comes back. But in the meantime, in the right now, we are sent out as those disciples were to go be witnesses to God's love. Witnesses as in the sense of witnessing to something, sharing the story. Not just seeing it and knowing it, but proclaiming it. Sharing the good news of who God is and what Jesus has done for us. And then, as the disciples are just in amazement, that Jesus has just gone up to heaven These two men in white come down and basically say, uh, what are you doing here still? Get to work. There is more to be done in the meantime. There's a question I often ask when I'm preaching, and I'm going to ask it now. Who are you in that story today? Who are you? Who do you identify with in this story is it maybe as Jesus who is leaving a place? And as I've announced that I'm transitioning, I hear that a little bit of, okay, I'm going away. What do I need to leave for the people to continue working? I am not Jesus Christ, but I hear that a little bit. Are you one of the disciples standing in amazement at the things that you have seen and heard and know that there is work to be done out in the world? Are you the angels? Standing there looking at someone who needs to get to work and saying, Come on, let's go. Are you the other disciples? All those people that get named at the end of the story today who participate in that work, in the Acts of the Apostles, and starting the church. Who are you in the story today? I often find myself in that role of the angel, I feel. Come on, let's go, let's get to work. There's things to be done in the world. Our neighbors need our love and our support, so let's go. But then I remember, we are up to very good things. And when I preach about law and gospel, that gospel is the good news, the saving grace of Jesus Christ that comes to us when we don't deserve it. And the law is not something that we beat each other over the head with and say, you need to do this. It's a mirror to myself. And I say, what am I doing? What do I need to do because of what God has done for me? And sometimes as Lutherans, we're just also bad storytellers at the good work that we're doing. Because we know we are not saved by our good works, but by what Jesus has done for us. But maybe we're afraid if we talk about it too much, other people might think we think we're saved by grace. Or not by grace, but by those good works. If I tell them all the good things that I'm doing, will they think that I'm pretentious or better than people? And so we bottle it up and keep it inside. But let me tell you, as Lutherans, we do Good work. Work that I am proud to be a part of and work that I bet you are as well. Because you're committed to being a part of this church, of this community of faith that does things because of what God has done for you. That this congregation is a part of the wider church, of the South Dakota Synod, of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, of the Christian church all over the world. That says, God has loved us through Christ. So let me tell you about it. And let's love and serve our neighbors together. For me, some of that work that I'm really proud of, that I'm excited to have been a part of, is our neighbors in solidarity. Lots of our ministries across South Dakota that are doing work that literally saves the lives of people in their communities. Places like Woyaton Lutheran Church, our Lakota congregation down in Rapid City, Or church on the street in Sioux Falls, a congregation of people without homes that worships in the park and calls together churches from all over the synod to share their gifts and blessings with people who need them. Places like McLaughlin up on the Standing Rock Reservation where they are forming a community alliance group, making a community center as a place for people to come and be safe and improve their well-being campus ministry, places where young adults who have left their families for the first time are going off and learning about the world and themselves, and they are still invited into a life of faith. And our campus ministers look after their mental health and their well-being in so many ways. Those are the things that I am excited for and that I am proud of the work that we have done together in South Dakota, not because we are saved by it, but because God has already saved us through Christ. Now I want you to practice a little storytelling as well. We're going to start nice and easy. It's a little just dialogue with me. What are the things that this place, your congregation, our saviors here in Spearfish, what are the things that this congregation does that you are proud of? What about this place gets you excited and energized to be here at 8.30 on a Sunday morning? And now this is the tricky part. I'm not just talking to you. I actually want a conversation. <laughs> I want a little interaction. So shout it out. Something that you are proud of here at Our Savior's. Good Shepherd, clinic. Good Shepherd I'm sorry? Good Shepherd clinic. The Good Shepherd Clinic. Amazing. I walk in the door this morning and I see the clinic for those without insurance here in Spearfish. Is that right? You are helping people have good health to live the life that God wants them to here in your community. Amazing, wonderful work. Yes. What else are you excited about here in this place? We're a giving church. You're a giving church. Yes. In a little bit, you're going to collect an offering for the Raise the Roof campaign that we are doing to provide some facilities and places across the world and there are other things that you are supporting financially. Yes, you are a giving community. Thank you. What else? Youth program. Yes, this is a place where I see children and youth and families that are here to hear God's word and know that they are loved too. I see your playground. Is that what you call it up here? A place where children can gather here in worship and be present fully as themselves. That is wonderful. Yes, children and youth ministry is wonderful. Senior ministry. Senior ministry making sure that people of all ages hear the gospel, have community together. And I don't know all the details of your senior ministry, but maybe you want to talk about that during coffee today a little bit. Now, here's the thing. We need to tell our stories. We need to say my to the place where this happens. Because God loves me. God has forgiven me because of Jesus through the cross. And now that Jesus is alive, up in heaven, coming again someday, the work is ours now. The angels have said, get out there. Witness to the love that Jesus has had for you, and love and serve your neighbors. And that is a wonderful call. But if we remain silent, our neighbors and the world suffer. We are called into witness, which means word and deed. And those are the promises that each of you have made as members of this congregation, that when you join, we make those promises to do that work together. And when our children are baptized, when they're too young to understand what is going on, we promise on their behalf to teach them those things, to invite them into that work together. And when it happens, it is wonderful. And it is happening. And I thank you for that work that you have already done. Now, I'm going to go back to John a little bit because there is something really good there and I have to thank Pastor, or Deacon Laura for that as well, because this Tuesday we gathered as the Bear Butte Conference leaders all across basically the western third of South Dakota, all of our ELCA congregations. We gathered together as leaders once a month to support each other and to share what we're up to. And in worship, instead of one person preaching, we all share together what is going on, what are we thinking, what do we see in the text. And Deacon Laura went to that prayer that Jesus prays. And at the end, Jesus says that they may be one. Jesus wants us to be united together in community. Not in a way that we must conform and be exactly like one another, but united in a way that all of our differences are brought together in a place of love and support. Because that is the way that God loves us. Just as we are we are loved, and we are invited into that work together. And so I pray that here, across South Dakota, and for all of the church in the world, that we also are one, that we live into that vision that Jesus has set for us, and we step out into that work that the angels call us to. Thank you for your good work and for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen.